0: The USL show, also known as The View for Soccer.
1: I gave a very
2: pro-wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Disappointed in me?
0: Welcome everybody to the USL show. We have a night without Evan. We gave him the night off. Uh, I think he's uh, he was supposed to go to Pittsburgh and enjoy himself, um, but I think that fell through. But he's got a lot of good plans. I'm sure he'll t- fill us in about it uh, when he comes back. But we got a good group here. We've got a talkative group tonight. If, if <laughs> you um, listen to the USL show and you think, man, Pony and Ryan just don't talk enough, well, you're in for some love tonight with those two. Um, so yeah, we got Pony. We got Ryan. Pony, how are you doing, man?
3: ah doing good it's the other evan who is pony because of stuff but Mm -hmm. let's do this (laughs) okay ryan how about you bud you've
0: had a few drinks right is this what's going on
2: (laughs) yeah uh, i i would say that but i'm just more excited that uh i have one more week left of my uh grad school summer classes before the fall semester so i'm just happy to get through uh more grad school
0: awesome Uh, we, yeah, and good luck, man. That'll be great. Uh, David Carl's making a a return. Um, David, how are things, man? It's been a pretty long time. I'm really glad you're here tonight.
1: Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, things are good, things are good as well as they can be given the uh, the state of the world right now. We got a little bit of soccer to talk about, so it's slightly better, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. We're gonna focus on that for sure, though. COVID the topic is going to come up uh, so actually no we're, we're going that was actually you set me up nicely and I messed it up uh, <laughs> let's talk about postponed game that the games that was the first thing on my list here uh, let's get it out of the way we got Reno versus Tacoma was per, postponed um, RGV versus San Antonio was postponed just a couple of days right that game's already been played and made up so um, those are happening right now um, what do you guys think surprises this was bound to happen
1: yeah, I think bound to happen is the right way to put it. Um, I think you you're not playing in a bubble like the NWSL was. Uh, you're not playing in a bubble like, you know, the the MLS is We're we're traveling. You know, players are traveling, fans are traveling to some extent. Uh, I think this is bound to happen and bound to happen again beyond what we've already seen.
0: Yeah, it was reported eight uh, players tested positive out of nine teams or no, nine players and eight teams um you know that's not terrible I think MLS kind of showed us how bad it could be um but it's still extremely scary and something we don't want to keep happening ideally we get to the MLS world right where they've had no positives for a pretty long time I don't know if that's doable in this situation though
1: well COVID's wreaking havoc across the league too and in different ways you know if if just like New Mexico-centric here. We haven't had a home match yet. Um, and just today was announced that our match on the 8th, August 8th, against Phoenix, is, which was going to be a home match, is now going to be played in Phoenix. Mm. Um, so uh, in different ways, and that's just because of the strict health order that is in place in New Mexico. Um, so wreaking havoc in kind of a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's uh, government-mandated reasons, isn't it? More so than any any other...
1: Yeah, that's the it's the governor's order. Uh, The governor has um, essentially not allowed for any sort of sporting events uh, to take place in New Mexico at this point. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it's affected the college teams. Uh, The minor league baseball season was obviously canceled, so that doesn't matter. Um, But obviously it has impacted New Mexico United. um, And we'll see kind of how it plays out. New Mexico might be a road team for the entire year. We don't know.
2: Mm. Antigua Barracuda 2.0. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. But it's actually a good game. <laughs> But if you're looking at uh, uh, around USL, well, uh, Jason and Weintraub had actually said that there are more positive tests uh, across multiple teams in USL League One. And uh, like he had mentioned last week, players are not happy with how this is being handled down there in that league. This is all in a tweet that he had about uh, six hours ago.
0: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but definitely check that out. Last time he tweeted something like that, the announcement about the nine players and eight clubs having positives came out like right after. And that's what he was talking about. So he tends to know when things are coming. He's been right, as far as I know, every time. So follow Home Sweet Soccer for sure, um, for lots of reasons, that being one of them. Um, I'll just say we've got the bad sides here. It's really scary to have games at all with uh, so many fans, for sure. And But I did go to the St. Louis game for half of it. I had to leave for work for the other half. Were they socially um, distanced? Yeah. Well, I was away from the Luligans, and I wasn't – like, we got there late. I watched the first half, and I ran. So I'm I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually a bad person to to ask about it. Um, I wasn't able to check Twitter to see if anyone called anyone out. But everywhere I saw, every single person was wearing a mask. Um And on top of that, some guys near me didn't wear a mask um, once they got to their seat and they started drinking their beer and kind of holding their beer by their mouth the whole time. And someone, um, an official came by and asked them to put the masks on and they complied. (laughs) So it was like what what I've been calling for was um, enforcement of masks where if someone isn't wearing one, which is bound to happen, just someone go tell them to put it on. And ideally, someone who works for the club. I know that's scary. I know if they say no, like what can you do in St. Louis? Luckily it's against the law not to wear a mask. So that helps. But, um, anyway, I wanted to give a one positive story that, um, a, an example of fans actually following rules the way they should.
1: And I like Hartford it. did a great job of it too. I, I watched one of their matches, uh, and everybody was socially distanced. I saw it, like every single person I saw in the stands was wearing a mask. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to the Mad Hat massive and everybody in Hartford. I thought they did a great job too.
2: And I know, uh, uh, the uh, law may change for Louisville. We've obviously seen the previous matches that it's been very hit or miss with their socially distancing. But uh, I think hey, I saw a few rumors around Louisville oh. that that uh, that uh, just the laws in that city might change uh, going forward. Of just kind of depending on how many fans can be at their matches. I think as of right now they've been capped at around uh, like four thousand people a match in their eleven thousand seat stadium. Yeah,
0: St. Louis just actually lowered theirs. Like, I think they could have had fifty percent capacity, and they were planning on that. And then they lowered it to twenty-five. And then literally today, the county lowered everything to twenty-five percent anyway. So um, sounds like that's just what it's going to be going forward, which is good. Uh, I felt safe that game personally, Um, but for for real, like everyone, call us out, add us on on Twitter if uh, you saw if I'm wrong. You know, I want I want everyone to see. We need to call out the guys doing it wrong um louisville needs to do better and um you know let's just keep talking about this and and trying to do our best to be hartford uh, because it sounds like hartford did a great job um moving on let's uh oh sorry pony do you want to say something
3: i was saying that's what it needs to be i mean if anyone's acting up with whether it be a team or a few bad apples i mean we need to call what we're doing to have a season this year. It's not necessarily just USL and whatever it is, but we've seen the MLS, we've seen NWSL, they've all done a really good job, but if we're going to have a season and have a whole season, that's gonna last multiple months, we need to shut down, we need to shut down teams who are not gonna actually enforce this sooner rather than later. And if we're gonna say, oh, well, whatever, club is going to say, well, we didn't enforce it close enough, but we're going to let you guys go and have people show up without masks and they're going to they're gonna cost the entire league the season. It's going to be one of those things where it's like hey, congratulations because of team whatever it is. I'm not going to name my teams because there's more than what I can actually name at this point. But if we're going to say because of them, we lost the entire season, everybody will hate you from here on out. You'll be that team. You'll be the team who cost the 2020 season. And don't do do not be them. Don't yeah. be them. Be smart. Wear a mask. And if you're not going to wear a mask, don't vote the damn game. Be Hartford. They're undefeated. <laughs> yes, hmm. be Hartford. Something we never yeah. probably say a year from now. <laughs> be Hartford.
2: A Hartford, a- Hartford. A- a- athletic team that currently has the highest ELO rating per my statistics. So, per that metric, they are the best team in USO right now.
0: Yeah. And actually, I want to talk about that just a second. I almost forgot, though. I don't think we talked about the waiver. Did we talk? Sorry, when Ryan, when you were talking about what uh, Jason Weintraub posted on Twitter, um, part of that post was um, a picture of the waiver that players have to sign saying, you know, I know I'm in danger, basically, but I'm going to play anyway. And I waive the right to sue, more or less. I, I don't, it's not the perfect thing. Go look at the Twitter for. Uh, the picture of the actual form. But, um, you know, players had to sign this or they weren't allowed to play. It sounds like probably everyone signed it um, because I haven't heard about anyone not playing. Um, But, you know, the players signed away their rights in order to play, their rights, you know, to making sure they have good health care, getting back at anyone for catching COVID while they play. So that's a big deal. Uh, It's a little scary. I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
1: It it reminded, and I think, Pony said this, uh, or maybe Ryan—I don't remember who—before we came on air. But it's it's very much uh, similar to an NCAA waiver, mm-hmm. um, like co- it's a college athlete waiver, essentially saying that they waive all rights to sue. Um, you know, you're taking your health into your own hands in this situation, um, which I would imagine—I don't—I don't know how it typically works, but as a professional athlete, you're probably signing off on something similar, regardless. Uh, you know, if if there wasn't a COVID season, as it were. Um, but, you know, obviously, it's a different layer with with COVID being added to it. But, I mean, obviously, being a professional athlete is inherently dangerous. You're inherently more likely to be uh, suffer an injury than in a lot of other jobs. Um, so I wonder how that compares to um, a typical waiver that a player would sign in a regular season. That's
0: a good point. I wonder if it's not much different than what they would normally sign. Um, of course, this is extenuating circumstances. Um I want to ask Jason a couple of questions and I haven't had time to do it since he sent me that today and, and hopefully I'll do it in the next day or two. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. He said that players aren't happy and I'm curious what they feel like they're not happy about that. Perhaps the USLPA didn't cover back in the day when they made this agreement. So maybe something's changed. Maybe there's something worse now or not. There's a lot more good to go into this and I hope we'll all talk it out in the next few weeks. So,
2: um, I mean, David, could you, uh- like, speak for New Mexico, just, like, is there frustration behind the players just not having a home match at all? And have, I'm sure spending so much time on the road is frustrating.
1: Mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it frustrating. Uh, frustration from the players, from what I've seen. They're just, they're tired, um, and understandably so. You know, again, it should be at this point in the season. Um, they're the only club, with the exception, I think, of Miami, who hasn't played a home match, and Miami's only played one match. Um, so... That's tough, uh, and I, I don't envy that position. I, I imagine, you know, for the players who have families, that's tough to be away from them as well. Um, and I would imagine at this point they probably would have said, well, might as well just have put us in a bubble so we didn't have to worry about the traveling all the time <laughs> because we're away from home all the time anyway. So I feel for them. I really do. Brilliant. Well, David, let's
3: stick let's with that line. I, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, at least to me, if you're going to say, like, dealing with teams in a bubble, it's really fair to a lot of the USL teams to say, hey, we're not going to bother with this when they have no real chance to. I mean, New Mexico, it it just seems unfair to the team to say, hey, we're going to put you on the road for the first however many months of the season, and we're not going to go and... Have a home game, we're not going to have your advantage at home, and we're going to say, Hey, we're just going to kick this on the road. It's just, again, not really ready to uh, to a situation that no one is going to really watch skill, adapt to in the first place. But it seems like New Mexico are going to have all their home games. That's not something you could do just with a wave of the hand. I mean, home games are still a thing even in USL. Even in USL championship. I mean, yeah, maybe in Mexico's not going to be the same as, you know, if you're gonna say a team in the Premier League. Because like if you're gonna say, hey, we're gonna cut out your all your home games and you play behind closed doors. And also by the way, you're gonna play all your road games also behind closed doors, at your opponent's stadium, that's gonna suck. But I think that the uh, teams like Mexico and those who are going to be burned by this are going to be burned by this more than most other teams are. And I think that's not really fair for them and fair for the people who are going to be hurt by this. I mean, it's, it's hard to say who's actually going to be hurt and helped by this in the long run and see how this all actually plays out. And that's going to be months from now, even if we ever have a good, solid opinion of this. But well, I don't I'm like right. the way this is all working out. It's it's, uh, it. it's definitely far from
1: ideal, but I, I, I think it's important to note that you know this isn't anybody's fault. You know, it's uh, we don't nobody has control over COVID. Um, you know, the the governor here in New Mexico is doing her part to try and keep people safe. Um, and and that at the moment involves not having home matches for New Mexico United. Now, here's hoping we get to a point where we're all safe enough to where New Mexico United can play home matches without fans. Even that's great. Um, you know, I think, I think the guys, the players, the coaches deserve it. Um, but again, I just, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just, it's the world we live in right now.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, to me, any, yeah, to me, any team who's saying we will play with fans is a problem. I don't care who, where you, where city you live in and the entire nation, if you're saying we're going to play with teams, to me, that is a major problem. If you're going to say we're going to have fans. You might sound like, oh, we're going to have a thousand people show up. You are a problem. Don't do that. Keep it brewing home. Just people watch from home. You're going to have a watch party who's going to show up and gonna stream your watch party. Do that, but don't have fans in your stadium right now. It doesn't help anybody, doesn't help your players, doesn't help your fans. You're just going to ruin it for everybody else, and you're doing that so far.
0: Yeah, some yeah. positives for sure. And we don't have testing for the fans, right? So we don't even know what's happening there. So some definite problems in that way. Anything else anyone wants to say about that situation? I tend to not go negative enough on this. So that was good, Boney.
3: Say, the, i say, best of there. Sacramento has their uh, levy patrol, who, <laughs> if you don't know, the Sacramento Stadium it's backed up against the levee, and there's about a dozen people who bike to the games. And right now they're biking to the games and parking on the left with their bikes and just watching the game from home. Mm-hmm. And they're actually social distancing. So hopefully you know, I hope they're doing this correctly. Yeah, just just bike to the game, stand 10 feet apart and watch it. Go like the patrol. You guys are doing this the best way I've had of almost any USL team, period, <laughs> including the upper management. <laughs>
0: Well, let's move on to soccer. The soccer part of soccer. Uh, let's uh, let's let's bring back Hartford, Ryan. You mentioned some crazy crazy ELO stats. Is Hartford good, everybody? Let's let's debate this. Right um, you, Ryan, what is the what are the ELO stats?
2: So the Elo ratings is just kind of giving a rating of how well teams do against their the opponents they face, giving the kind of goal differential they have from their matches. And as of right now, and I must mention that Hartford has only played three games. Whereas uh, just given the state of the league right now, teams have played a varied amount, anywhere between one to five matches. But they currently have the highest rating right now at an eleven twenty which uh, an 1100 is considered the average rating and uh, it's interesting I feel like this this is the best Hartford team that has ever played in their very short history and I'm not sure if this is uh, the best team in the league right now it's just curious to see what the ratings have uh, kind of given for us and I've always been skeptical of these uh, ratings within the first five matches that is so we'll be curious to see going forward what Hartford can do.
1: Is, is Hartford good? I don't know. We will find out in two days. They're playing yeah. at Indy 11. So I'm very much looking forward to that match. Uh, yeah. I'm g- going to be watching that one uh, for sure. And if, if they can get out of there with a win, yes. Yes, they are very good at that point, I think. Yeah.
3: They're certainly I, mean, I think the answer, is, yeah, the, the answer is yes. How- like, I mean, the answer is yes, they're good, but the question is how good? Sure. Yes. They're definitely I- improved.
0: So I was saying, yes, they're good. I, I think they pass the eye test in a certain uh, couple of ways. And one of them, I think, is that individual talent of certain players and in the attack, especially like they've been doing well, they've been defending uh pony, you know, better, but I think they're defending pretty decent um, for sure. But they're in a group with Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Awesome. Right. Uh, but Red Bulls, Loudon and Bethlehem Steel. So Um, It won't be hard for them to make the playoffs unless the Red Bulls, unless these two teams start sending guys down if they get knocked out, like I think the Red Bulls did. But um, what I will say is that I do have this vibe of uh, Tulsa Roughnecks last year, where like in the beginning, randomly, like there were some talented guys just doing some crazy stuff, scoring some goals, individual talent, and then they kind of fell off. So if if I'm going negative with Hartford, that's as far negative as I'm going to go right now. You hear that, Jason Weintraub, who's been wrong so far? Um, but <laughs> um, but they could be better than that even so it's interesting well,
1: and and the thing is if you want to keep that comparison with Tulsa from last year going, I mean that's a team that was significantly better than the year before. Uh, it's a team like you said started out like a house on fire and kind of faded down the stretch but had some really key wins and then developed the following year into I think this year they're a team that should be doing better than they actually are right now but they're coming into this year I thought they were going to be one of the better teams. Uh, I thought they were a playoff team when we were in our original format. So it's a team that is mm. in the process of really improving. Um, so, I mean, I see Hartford as a as a club that's getting better. I see Hartford as a team that's probably going to make the playoffs in a bad division uh, and then have to have a tough matchup who, with whomever they play out of Group E. I
0: agree. All right, that's Hart- Hartford, um, David. While we're talking to you, why don't you get us up to date with New Mexico? I mean, go crazy, man! You're not on every week, so I want to hear everything you got.
1: So, New Mexico is the greatest soccer team in the world. Um, okay, they're never okay. going to lose another game. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's it's like it's, like we said earlier. It's it's bizarre times right now for for New Mexico United with with playing all those matches on the road. Um, you know, had a really uh, fun match on Friday against El Paso. Second time they played them in, in nine days. Um, one, two to one. Uh, Chris Weehan is a golden God. Um, want to <laughs> talk about that, I think that would be great. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then I, I think we should really, really talk about the the back line. Uh, this, this back line has, has injuries to, has had injuries to Josh Suggs, Justin Schmidt, uh, uh David Najum, um, Manny Padilla is no longer on the team. Um, uh uh Rashid Tate out. I mean, this is it's crazy. This all of their injuries are on the back line, and they've had all these players have to play out of position. Um, and right now, playing all their games on the road, they're first in group C. It's wild.
0: It is Chris Wehan is what I want to talk about, and I'll hand it over to you guys. But Wehan um is one of those like Reno always had a guy up top or on the wing that could score a million goals because of their system, and so. It was him and um who's the Louisville French oh, what's his name? I forgot his name, but anyway, those two have both had really good years at Reno and then never looked quite the same on the next team. But New Mexico obviously doing really well. Maybe we hands the, the legit one, right? Although you I guess you could also argue that New Mexico has a very attacking offense, much like Reno.
1: They so press high they they press high and, and and I gotta say, um, you know, like you mentioned, Chris was uh was the rookie of the year when he was in Reno. Uh, he was, uh, I think he, made he was first, first team there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he led the league in assists uh, when he was there as well. Yeah. Correct. So I mean, the talent was always there um, and he had a great year last year, but again, I think kind of had to share the goal scoring limelight. And it was more of an assist guy last year with Kevon Freider and Santi Moir leading the attack. Um, he certainly got to share goals, but, This year, I mean, it's him and Devin Sandoval who have been the goal scorers so far. Um, And I think Chris is in a system B's. we call him, is in a system right now uh, that is just tailor-made for him with the high press, high energy. Um, And then Romeo Parks has been holding up the ball really well and almost playing as a holding midfielder and distributing very well in that way. So weird. Oh, seeing Romeo in there.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. as a holdup player, you know, that's good. I guess he's it's big. bizarre.
1: It's really bizarre. Like coming into this year, I just assumed he was going to play like the role that he's always played, which is being a big guy who goes up and gets headers and scores goals. But he mm-hmm. hasn't. He's been playing almost as a holding midfielder. Yeah, um, I've been I've enjoyed watching that for
0: sure, uh, Ryan. I've also enjoyed your list of guys you would recommend to an MLS team. Is that the story? I, I missed it. I think earlier. Can you refresh us on that one? I'm curious. <laughs> your list is good.
2: Yeah, so I've had a few lists of just players that I've uh, at least popped up, and I saw that uh, you in the group chat had recommended uh, a Christian Pirano from uh, San Antonio FC as one player that has just shockingly has not been highlighted or picked up from any MLS side, or as far as we know.
0: He's looking very good. I don't think he looked this good last year, to be fair, but he's looking very good this year. Thirty-eight yeah, appearances
2: on eight. Uh, eight goals, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else though? Weehan was on the list. That's why I wanted to ask you about it.
2: Yeah, Weehan is definitely uh, one of them. Um, but uh, uh, uh <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking his head right his now hand. that he doesn't. want. no, no uh,
1: he's he's great where he is. Thanks.
3: <laughs> that yeah, he doesn't I mean, want. Wehan has really been a, a guy for like, for over the last season at this point for me. I mean, how Weekend is not gone, has not got a chance, is just criminal.
1: I mean, even if, you,
3: even if you're a New Mexico fan, even if you're a New Mexico fan, <laughs> how Weekend has not got a chance. No, I don't, a I, joke. I, I,
1: I don't deny that he's an MLS-level talent. Just, it would make me very sad. But see, He
3: might not be a complete starter, but he at least is something. He, he deserves <laughs> that opportunity. I mean, we've oh, seen we, so many players who are not quite as good as him, who actually got the chance and if we doesn't get it, that's just dumb. Well that's what I was Somewhere gonna say. We've all been watching
1: this. We've all been watching this MLS's back tournament. And some of the play we're seeing there, yeah, yeah. Chris We much better than that. Yeah,
0: and, and MLS the is uh, back emergence, asterisk,
3: asterisk. asterisk. <laughs> Everything the you has to an asterisk Oklahoma. title.
0: Yeah. I Iowa Canola's looking really good, and he didn't look so good in the USL. Uh, so you just never know who's gonna pop up. um but we had, did get a chance with San Jose. I guess he got a cup of coffee with them a couple times, but that was they before did. Almeida got there. So you know, very different team. so
1: they, yeah we, they weren't they weren't a very uh, attacking minded team at that point. It didn't fit at him at all,
0: yeah, not at all. <laughs> Um uh, but also while we're on the the topic of freighter, um went to Israel right I saw that today uh, so that's one to track if you're interested he's still wearing yellow it looks like so black and yellow
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know even know what the name of the club is I don't um, either. <laughs> but uh yeah he he played in India for Bengaluru FC um played I think 3 matches for them uh and then they it was like right at the end of the Indian Premier League season scored one mm-hmm. goal and then now found a new club so funny <laughs> um, it's always
0: interesting to me when guys go to Israel. I assume it's a bit of a money move. Uh, maybe it's a step up too. I'm not sure. I'm sure it is a little bit, but uh, it's definitely
1: really the Indian League. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but USL Israel, I imagine Israel's a little better. So, um, Maccabi Netanya. Is that a New I League apologize. League?
2: I think so. Is that right, Ryan? Yes. yes. Okay. There you go. I mean, he's have, not saying so- my. Go ahead. Have a route into uh, Israel. They have a route into Champions League. I've actually, mm-hmm. I recall one match. I think really? it was with Maccabi Tel Aviv a few years ago when Jose Mourinho was still managing Chelsea at the time. That uh, Chelsea had a match against Maccabi Tel Aviv, and it was just wild to see Jose on the touchline with Chelsea managing a match in uh, Israel, since Israel does play in uh, UEFA. Hmm. Wow, well, I didn't know that. And that's uh, obviously yeah. for uh, more political reasons that they play in UEFA rather than geographic. Sure. Ah.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on away from that uh, whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, <Kaio. laughs> let's talk about Brian Kyle, everybody. This has been the news of the week, the debate of the week. It got a little ugly on Twitter for sure, which is always fun for the USL show. Um, so uh, Brian Kyle was ended up being sold to Wolfsburg and Orange County are the ones who sold him even though they were not the ones who trained him long-term, but they did say that it was part of their initiative. Um, And so there's a distinction there. I think we're going to get more into it for sure. Um, I have some things that I'm supposed to say for Alan (laughs) because he felt very strongly about it. So we'll see if I need to say it or if someone else says it. Um, But Brian Kyle, this is uh, a fun debate. This is good for the USL, right? Let's start there. I mean, this is awesome to see a guy go from the USL as a young kid. With no MLS BS uh, getting in the way of him going to a great club in Germany,
1: and just 18 years old too. Like that's yeah. that's important to point out. Like, yeah, take all the controversy out of it, but that's it's just it's a good sign for young players from the USL being to able to immediately make that switch.
0: Love to see it. Well, yeah, I mean the the next thing that comes up. And I think Harry's on, on the side of, of this is that, you know, people are up in arms that Orange County didn't raise this kid up. I think they got him for a few months. He never played a, a minute for the pro team, for the, for the first team. Um, and then they got his money They got money for selling him on. First of all, I'm just so glad that they sold him on and got some money for him. It's a really strange situation. Um, and they did go online and kind of brag about it without saying exactly that they, they raised him up, but that he was part of their system. Um, Pony, where do you stand on this? I actually think you
3: were more negative about it, right? I mean, to me, it's I don't I don't know what happened to me. I I really I don't have an information to go. Hey, this is either false advertising or this guy's trying to tell, tell someone what they can't do. But to me, if the money was made from a t- who didn't actually make the money, that's bad, but again, I mean, Orange County, this is a uh, MLS, USL team who sold someone to a team who is nationally recognized, even if it's one of the things where it's like, hey, we bought someone and then sold them months later. I mean, I know Ryan and I are (laughs) football manager guys. So it's like, if you could do this, hey, if you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars, go for it, but I don't know what the whole deal is behind this. Haven't got look into it enough as haven't got to look into it and as, uh, as as as, yeah. <laughs> into it as enough as I wanted to at this point, but if they're gonna make money out of it, that's their prerogative and they can do it legally, hey, go for it. But I wanna see U.S. teams be able to say, Hey, look at us. We can make money not only as something to MLS side or selling to this weird European side but selling to one of the better sites in the world. If we could do this as a club and as a nation we're going to be a better league as a whole. If we could say, hey look at us, you could sign with us and become a player on one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the world. Not one of the better teams in Europe. Not one of the, hey you're going to be on top two or three teams in this country. But Wolfsburg or whatever is an internationally recognized team. Everyone who follows the international soccer knows who they are. And if we could start producing players who are that good of a caliber, I don't care what it does for the immediate term, for the long term, that's going to make USL a league who people look for, not as a team who's going to be like, oh, one or two years in the future, we're going to move on, but as a league who People went tar- to Target. It's going to be a team yeah. of people go. Hey, USL, that's what I'm going to be at five years from now. As a high school student, not yeah. a team who who cares about if I'm here five years, I failed.
0: Well, and that's the thing is that um, the more of these guys that go over straight from the USL or the academy system, and since the USL has a bunch of academy kids playing regularly in their league is there's a measurable quantity for these German scouts and the statisticians to look at the USL, look at any age kid, 16, 17, 18-year-olds we got playing there now, even a little bit older, they're able to look at these guys and be like, what will they look like on our U19 team or our U23 team? And they'll be able to look. The more that go over there, they'll be like, this one looks like this in the USL, and then he came over and he looked like this in the U23 team, and they'll have a measurable. And right now, I don't know. This is the other thing. I don't know how much they gave up for Kyo. It might not you, be You much. won't know. They won't tell you. They won't. I know. I was, I was scared. They don't have this to. This is the fourth time I've looked at this, uh, every article I can find, to find out how much they paid for him. It probably wasn't that much money, to be honest. So I do think Americans are still a good deal, um, especially considering – um no you know solidarity payments and all those sort of things um but this is all
1: bill i think we lost
2: you yeah i think for a second it's not just, it's not just me Thank god <laughs> well uh i guess so uh even more so with wolfsburg this is a side that finished seventh in the Bundesliga. Last year, who will be in the second round of Europa League qualification, and so they could very well be playing within the group stage of Europa League. And we uh, USL does have a history of like sending their talent over into the Bundesliga. You have Alphonso Davies, who went from Vancouver Whitecaps to over to Bayern Munich. Uh, I think uh, earlier in uh, quarantine, I did a retrospective look at each of the USL championships. Uh, like just champions of the league. And Tyler Adams is one of the big ones that stuck out to me within New York Red Bulls too, who's now starting for RB Leipzig. He had a quick stop off at uh, RB Salzburg. But uh, it's still it proves that it does work for these teams, that players can move from uh, USL into a Bundesliga or any other international roster.
1: Yeah, well and and important to point out that he's going to be joining the 2 team to start with. Um but you know it doesn't mean that he can't quickly make his way up. And and when I initially saw this story, I thought my initial thought as a USL fan was man this is really cool. You know, it's 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 the USL kind of bypassing the MLS to get a player right into the Bundesliga and I was really excited to see that. But when you you read about it a little bit more, it's less of that because the deal between the deal was already done before he ever signed with OC. He was he was with DC United and the deal was was made yeah. essentially that on his 18th birthday he would go to Wolfsburg. So so it's not exactly the USL bypassing Mm-mm. the MLS in any way, but at the same time it's good for the USL in that okay fine, we'll act as the middleman, we'll make some money on the deal and it's a little bit it's another opportunity for like Phil was talking about for clubs in the bundesliga or any european league to have a measuring stick this is what this player was like over there
0: yeah
1: that's how we can compare when another player this is what this other player looks like how does that compare to this guy and again it's a measuring stick and makes the usl more viable for transfers and more money to be made by usl clubs in transfers to european leagues
2: and for reference, uh, Wolfsburg, too, currently play in the fourth tier of uh, German soccer, which is one of the regional league uh, formats. So they were in regional league uh, Nord, and they finished second in that league, which was a league decided on uh, points per game.
0: And go. that's where Ulianez was like the leading scorer or a sister for a while there when he was when he was there. So um, there's another one that, you know, has seen minutes with USL. I think I might be yeah. wrong. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Um, who wasn't really scoring, but he just improved so much um, in, in the following year that he turned into something good. So, again, that's immeasurable. This is great. This is the yep. more of this, the better. But I, you know, L- I found L- it.
1: L- European leagues is a good thing. Sorry, Phil. Oh,
0: yes. No, it's, I think it's great. I don't have my list in front of me. Let's talk about Los Dos. Speaking of Yanez, he came from Los Dos. David, you mentioned some good stuff that Los Dos has been up to. That group is not as I expected it to come out, right?
1: That group is bizarre. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna be really honest. Like I, I, I don't know what to what to expect in that group. I. So obviously, coming into the out of the the break, uh, you know, into the restart, your your favorites in that would obviously be Phoenix Rising, and then second would either be Orange County or San Diego. Um, you know, San Diego uh, has looked relatively good so far, but I, I don't think any of us would have said at any point in the season that Phoenix would not be in a playoff spot at any point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they lose uh, the other night in a bizarre match uh, in which they they go down 1-0. Uh, Santi Moar has a, a golden opportunity, an open net against Orange County to even it up and hits the crossbar. And then five minutes later is thrown out for shoving a coach. Mm. Um, it was uh, a bizarre match. Uh, and Orange County had an opportunity to put that away about five or six times prior to eventually just winning it one now, including a, a PK that was stopped by Lubin. Um, but uh, if Phoenix goes down 10 men and they're in third right now, and again, San Diego, I think started off pretty well, but has looked okay since I think, yeah. okay. is the best way to put it. So could Los dos make the playoffs in a division that includes San Diego, Phoenix and orange County, that would have blown my mind. Uh, if it was even <laughs> a conversation at the beginning, I don't think they will, but the fact yeah. that they are, they are right now is crazy.
0: I have so many thoughts. Someone else talk first.
3: Pony, Los Dos. Well, what do I you mean, think? okay, I'll jump on this one. I mean, it's in, is in going to make the playoffs? No, they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> you have probably, I mean, at least two best three teams in the in the entire league in Phoenix and Orange County in the same division. I mean. I'm sorry to LA Galaxy, too. I'm sorry to San Diego, but you just got screwed by the draw on this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no hope for you. You, I mean, these are teams who are like, oh, they're going to be two of the best, two, ten teams in the league. These are two of the best, probably to me, three teams in the entire league in your division. So, sorry, you got a very bad, ugly draw. But, I mean, it's just... Doesn't make sense the whole way through. I mean, I, I mean, to me, as I can like say, hey, I mean, you had to lose to LA, and my joke was saying like, how can I describe it? You have a team that starts with the F and ends with the I and G for how can I describe how someone <laughs> played against these against this game over the weekend, and it's not that they're not the other word. That's the F and Evidence with the ing, so you know. Think about that. If you have a dirty mind, you wouldn't went the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not undeniable if you want to go that way, but that's not the way I'm going.
1: All right, rank. But let's the, be honest. Sorry, go ahead, Pony.
3: Oh. no. So, like, like I said, like Sacramento should have been up one nil early. Yeah, they were not, and then they blew it and they lost one nil to a team who beat them on F-I-N-G trading, <laughs> or game, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so Sacramento we, is at that least still leading their... Sacramento is the, the, the F-I-N-G team, and they lose it every you know, every blanking time. <laughs> it's frustrating, Please. but they did it again, and they're going to lose it again, and I'm just scared that Sacramento's going to completely blow the easiest Group and the world. All right. So rank
1: these in order of most bizarre. LA Galaxy two in second place, one point out of first, ahead of Phoenix Rising in Orange County. Real Monarchs in last place with one point. (laughs) Or Hartford undefeated at the top of group F. Oh,
0: that's good. That's a good choice. (laughs) Two of those are hard for me.
1: Um
0: RSL's three, course. right? Can we all agree that RSL is the least? RSL's surprising? three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're just a completely different team yeah. from last year.
2: Yep. I feel yeah. like even uh I mean, even before I mean, you had the four. tournament. To get through. Even before you had the Orlando tournament, you could see there was going to be a departure of a lot of players from uh uh Real Monarchs up into the first team you had Mikhail Shank you got the opportunity but now especially with the Orlando tournament you had seen so many players who'd uh, basically either gone with the team to Orlando or is at least uh not playing with Real Monarchs just as a way to be on standby for or Orla- or for uh Real uh Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Well, and you guys remember last year Monarchs were
1: 8th for a long time. Uh, and then last quarter of the season, they switched their back line to a back yeah. four in which Kalen Ryden was the linchpin and he's not there anymore. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what allowed them to go on that huge streak.
2: And then I guess like personally for me, I would say a uh, second would be Hartford being unbeaten. If you look at their, uh, the three games that they've played this year, they did not have um, a game prior to the season being suspended. And the three teams they've played is New York Red Bulls two loudon in philadelphia and if you would like show Bethlehem, me... <laughs> <laughs> they'll always be bethlehem yeah always bethlehem but if like if you would show me those three teams i'd say like they could probably get uh two wins out of loudon and mm-hmm. in bethlehem or rip bethlehem to <laughs> philadelphia <laughs> like new york is like the really only like weird result out of those three
0: yeah, and I, I do I think the one comment I want to say about Los Dos is that they're it's interesting to see that they're doing well because it's it's not surprising to me if you think about exactly that that a lot of two teams are gutted right now because of the tournament in Orlando Los Dos is not gutted I think they took Cameron Dunbar and um, Treore is like one of their fullbacks that they're not incredible players um, and a lot of the other good players for Los Dos stayed. You know, like Galaxy's not using their kids and pretty much every other MLS team is to a certain extent. So that is one reason I think Los Dos is doing okay. It still doesn't explain this, though. <laughs> not at all.
3: I'm, I mean, based yeah, on I've results, you can help the Galaxy not yeah.
2: using their MLS players. Nah. <laughs> go ahead, buddy.
3: <laughs> I, I would argue that any other group in the West that LA Galaxy's at least 50-50 go on at this point. They just got yeah. the hardest group in the West. Yeah, yeah, probably, I mean, if you're gonna say yeah. LA Galaxy 50-50 in any other group, yes, I agree with you. But they just I mean, how are you gonna beat Orange County and Phoenix, who are two of the best teams in the entire league? Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Sure. So I
0: think if we were to rank them, I would put Hartford first. I mean, I think that's the most surprising. And mm-hmm. then I think I would do Los Dose next. August 12th, you, well, I-
2: you have LA Galaxy hosting Phoenix Rising. I think I think Phoenix is going to win that
1: one pretty handily, if I'm yeah. being honest. Um, I think I'd go a Los Dos most surprising, just because of how tough, like Pony said, that that division or group, whatever you want to call it is. Then I'd go Hartford, then then Monarchs.
3: In fact, if so it's most point, surprising, but I don't think they're going to get out of it either way. Sure. I mean, sure, no. if I can say they're going to be most surprising, you have to actually say yes, they escape. But no, not. I think I they'll. I escape. think they'll finish.
1: I think they'll finish okay. fourth in that in that group
3: yeah I, if we're going mean, to look over third, the going to get true over
2: yeah mm-hmm. if we're going to look over the next four games that we have for Los Dos it's going to be on the 29th so in 2 days against San Diego then they go on the road to Orange County and then they host Phoenix and then they host Orange County that's going to be a big teller of what Los Dos can do in this yeah. division over these next four games it'll be a make or break season or at least for their group stage right here I honestly don't know if they, if,
1: if they can get two points out of those four matches, I'd be surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the last what thing I want to say about so, good. so far. I mean, Would- this has been the LA Galaxy. It's been like what, like the 2015, 2016 team who actually were almost, they almost won the cup in that league. And I think mm-hmm. they're almost that good again.
0: I don't know. I think they're going to get gutted in the next four weeks. I think David. I think it. they're
1: going to be in some trouble. And again, like you said, Pony, it's not because they're not a good team. I think they're. I think they're decent. I really do. I mm-hmm. think if we were in our normal format, they they're certainly they could definitely be a playoff team. Yeah. But but yeah, you, you you hit you hit the nail on the head, Pony. They're, they're in a, next. they're they're in an impossible group.
3: Yeah. If you were to tell me that this is going to be normal standings, I'd say guess they're a top sixteen in the West. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't. don't- I d I don't see how they do that with this many good teams in yeah. their own division.
1: I mean so there are four they got, there are four they got playoff. Burned. There are four more playoff teams. teams.
3: Yeah, more than yeah.
1: Any, That group has four playoff yeah. teams.
3: Yeah. More, than, yeah. more than any other team in their division, they got burned. This is the this is I think they I think you could say LA Galaxy two got the entire USL this year for the way this shook out.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and quickly, I think that's the only hole in this format. I think the USL killed it way better than the MLS format for what they're doing. USL <laughs> killed it for what they chose to do. There's no perfect format. But I think if I changed one thing, there'd be like a play-in round perhaps. Mm, for Especially yeah. for the five team groups, it'd be really nice to have like, okay, one of you guys gets to go on or two of you guys gets to go on. Um, but I will say, so if we're, if we're going to talk about formats, is um, I think someone like Loyal and more i think they're a little bit conservative especially looking at their lineup i think they're a bit conservative based on like the way they play and i think this format really benefits teams who are not considered considered front runners who can sit back and counter they're not expected to own the game they're not expected to own possession and score on the other team every time the teams that can sit back and defend And aren't expected to score. Like I think they're going to do well in this tournament. I would say guys that are doing that right now are St. Louis and Loyal. I think are like two of the teams that would do that, surprisingly. And this is what I want to finish on. Pittsburgh, who you would think would be doing that, has almost gotten too good. You know what I mean? Where they're expected to have to score every time. And and, and they can do that now. They've evolved. They can do it, for sure. But um, they're not that team anymore. And in a tournament like this, it's a lot harder to move on, I think when you're that team. And season.
1: and to to I think further drive your point home, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, most of these schedules for these clubs, the way that this the schedules were created, they're backloaded. Um, you know, you've got you maybe a Wednesday, Saturday once or twice in the early going here, but when you get to the end of the season, a lot of these clubs and especially as we continue to have postponed matches, we'll have Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Huh. And that really bodes well for the clubs that are able to sit back and absorb pressure and counter as opposed to pressing high all the time. Uh,
2: so I agree with you wholeheartedly. For instance, you're watching- if you're looking at Louis Seuss and their schedule this year, they have six games that are not on a Saturday or Sunday. There you go. Wow. You're Watching St. Louis,
0: I was frustrated because I didn't feel like they were – They weren't pressing really hard. They were sitting back, and we were like, counter, let's go, and it it paid off. They picked their chance at the right time. They scored a goal and then defended out the game against India, a team superior to them in in the roster at least. Um, It was frustrating to watch, but that pays off. I think like you were saying, David, I think that's uh, true. Um, Pittsburgh, not doing good. They lost two games in in a row for the first time since forever. Uh, Ryan, I think you
2: had. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about it, Ryan? I don't know. I I still feel like they should advance out of that uh, division and everything. Hartford's obviously a misnomer this year, but that was a really impressive streak from Pittsburgh. I think to go basically that entire length of time from 2018 to now and not lose two games in a row. And I believe the Steel Army had actually he mentioned that they had a very impressive streak that they just didn't lose at home for so much. And that indie loss that they had with Tyler Pasher scoring in extra time mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. one of their first losses at home in quite some time.
0: That goal, by the way, watch the replay, but Pasher stole top 10. that game. Oh my gosh. Pony hit us.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a really weird situation for, for Pittsburgh. I mean, they had been one of the best teams in the league, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't one of those things, oh, they better team in the league for the last year or two years. They were one of the best teams in the league, if you look back what they did, for multiple years. It's not just saying, like, oh, they had that good run. They had that one-year run where they were the best team for going defensively for whatever you want to call it. Pittsburgh has been year in, year yeah. out. Since the, the ball showed up, one of the absolute best teams in the USL with no real anything against it. And they got burned by maybe a bad call or two, if you want to say that. I'm not going to at all wade into that stuff, but I'm going to say they lost. And if you want to look at the calls, maybe they should not have lost, but, you know, whatever at this point and for the most part it's it's the, it's the Pittsburgh is one of the better teams in the league and the league ball is still going to be a thing and they're still going to be one of the best sides out there and I want to see them continue to be that I want to see them as the fans and us as neutral-ish whatever servers say hey we want to see Pittsburgh do good because we don't have to do good it makes for good games. I mean, who cares if there's a really weird side as opposed to saying, hey, this team who has lost one of their last 20 home games is playing against one of the best sides. But we seem to see more of what Pittsburgh is doing. I want to see them do good. I want to see their Lily do good. I want to see their coach do good, their fans do good, their team do good. Because this is what our team's out there, and the better they do, I mean, the better our, I don't know, job slash reporting stuff. <laughs> whatever I say we're doing is, I mean, I don't know, talk show. I don't know what we call us, but talk show. We're <laughs> the better a talk we show. do, the more, <laughs> there we go, the more talk show, Bams the, really the more talk show we do. <laughs> well, it also,
2: I would also say it just benefits USL historically because alongside Charleston and the Eastern Conference, they're one of the few remaining just historical sides of the league right now. And it's good mm-hmm. to see you know, that a team who has been in a, basically a tentpole of, of their Eastern Conference for a few years, but the league as a whole for a few years, just if they can play well, it shows that you can have – of so many more teams that are entering the league now in recent years that you can sustain yourselves and have the longevity you know, of being a successful side down the road that you can continually adapt your team as you go forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Lily, Lily going, yeah, there was the best thing nice. to happen to the USL. Yeah, yeah. that's great um yeah i think we'll we'll knock it off there i have some thoughts about pittsburgh but i have a whole season to talk about them about that so i think we'll call it here uh we've got pony here joining us we've got ryan we've got david carl joining us david by the way is wearing an awesome minneapolis city jersey the one with the the wing feathered wing going up the jersey and is that a tulsa hat i spot
1: it is it's fc tulsa it's a the mega church hat
0: made it (laughs) a mega church (laughs) nice well thank you all for uh, hanging out tonight this has been a lot of fun Uh, maybe we need to single out Pony and Ryan more often especially if you guys have had some beers huh it was fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys thanks all that's it have a good one